Tuesday, January 11th, 2022. Welcome to episode 82 of the Avidity Fitness Podcast. It sucks sometimes. Training, getting up early, lifting, running, sweating, pushing yourself. Life gets overwhelming. Your thoughts can distract you. The world around you is trying to steal your time and attention, but you must remain disciplined, which can suck. There will be days and moments where you don't want to. You will try and convince yourself that it's okay to wait until tomorrow, that a break is what you really need. You are overwhelmed. You deserve to skip your workout. And if you pay too close attention to your social media or your lazy friends, or the mind-numbing amount of television that is available, you will start to relinquish physical activity as a priority in your life altogether. Over 20 million Americans suffer from anxiety or depression, while over 40 million Americans are considered physically inactive, meaning they had not participated in leisure time physical activity in the past month. No running or walking, no yoga, No resistance training, no sports with their kids, no golf, no gardening. Research has shown that lack of physical activity makes you more likely to develop high blood pressure and high cholesterol and raises your risk for type 2 diabetes, heart disease, and stroke. On the other hand, being active has many benefits, including boosting energy, promoting sleep, controlling or losing weight, building strong bones and muscles, reducing the risk of chronic diseases, and improving daily mood, which is what we're going to talk about today. If you're looking to take control of your health and fitness but don't know where to start and need some guidance, check out our personal training options at avidityfit.com slash online coaching and sign up for your free trial today custom programming, access to the coach number, accountability check-ins, nutrition guidance, motivation, and everything you need to reach whatever goals you may have. Grab a hoodie from the merch tab on the website while you're there, and make sure you are following us on Facebook and Instagram. Just type in Avidity Fitness and look for the Green Pulse logo. The Avidity Fitness Podcast. So last week we learned how antibody production is connected to both exercise and happiness. And the same goes for endorphin production. Endorphins are chemicals that are able to cross through the gaps between neurons in order to pass along a message from one to the next. There are many different kinds and much remains to be learned about their different purposes and functions. But one thing that we know for certain is their ability to make us feel good. So what are the psychological benefits of exercise. Improved self-esteem is a key psychological benefit of regular physical activity. When you exercise, those chemicals called endorphins are released. These endorphins interact with the receptors in your brain that reduce your perception of pain. Endorphins also trigger a positive feeling in the body, similar to that of morphine. For example, the feeling that follows a run or a tough workout is often described as euphoric. It's that 
it's that rush of confidence and it's that great feeling you get after you complete your workout. That feeling known as a runner's high can be accompanied by a positive and energizing outlook on life. So endorphins diminish the perception of pain and they also act as sedatives. They are manufactured in your brain, spinal cord, and many other parts of your body and are released in response to brain chemicals called neurotransmitters. The neuron receptors endorphins bind to are the same ones that bind some pain medicines. However, unlike with morphine and other pain medicines, the activation of these receptors by the body's endorphins does not lead to addiction or dependence. And regular exercise has been proven scientifically to reduce stress, fight off anxiety and feelings of depression, boost self-esteem, build up confidence, improve sleep, and many, many other psychological benefits. In addition to the other health benefits like strengthening your heart, increasing your energy levels, lowering blood pressure, improving muscle tone and strength, building stronger bones, reducing body fat, and looking healthier in general. So is exercise a treatment for clinical depression? Research has shown that exercise is an effective but often underused treatment for mild to moderate depression. In addition, exercise outside with with the sun on you can help boost levels of vitamin D and your mood. And that's why I specifically put no gardening as one of the examples in the intro to this episode because that used to be such a big part of the human daily life is being out in the yard and tending to your vegetables and your food your fruits and all that stuff and you know it's not like hard rigorous training but you know you're crawling around you're stretching you're moving working on mobility all while you're outdoors with nature the trees you know getting that filtered air and of course getting vitamin d from the sun which can boost happiness and fortify the immune system are there types of exercises that are better for depression and it it just appears that um all forms of exercise any form of exercise can help with your depression just moving your body in general just getting getting going getting the blood flowing and you know, seeing what you're capable of, you know, proving that you're strong, you know, proving that you have the the determination and the willpower to take care of yourself physically. And it doesn't really matter what modality you use, biking, dancing, gardening, like we said, even golfing, just walking around instead of using the golf cart can be great, especially if you're um, part of the older population and obviously jogging, um, resistance training, yoga, swimming, all that type of stuff can really boost the brain. Because strong social support is important for those with depression, joining a group exercise class can be beneficial. And, you know, that's that, that could be a lot of different things. That could be a Zumba class. That could be a dance class. That could be... Um, you know, like a CrossFit type of environment. Uh, I know there's a lot of 
different types of box gyms that are coming out, like the Orange Theory and um, F45, I believe is what it's called. And it's kind of based around a group environment. Or if you have a close friend or a partner, a boyfriend or a girlfriend, husband, wife, whatever, a best friend, somebody that is down to work on the physical fitness with you and you guys can build better habits together, accomplish goals together, and really get a lot of that benefit from having a community and um, and getting your training in. And that's one of the the, the columns, uh, the lifestyle support columns at Avidity Fitness is your community, the people that's around you. And, you know, some people ask if they should talk to their doctor before exercising. And for most people, you know, it's okay to, to start somewhere slow, starting with just walking around the neighborhood or doing some simple body weight exercises, maybe like a chair yoga or something similar to that effect to, to just start out slow and see how your body responds to it. And of course, if you're, you know, over the age of 50 or if you have medical conditions or injuries and stuff like that, you should definitely consult with a medical professional before you start doing anything you know, more than walking and stuff, any, anything more rigorous than regular daily activities. Some people wonder what types of exercises they can do to, to boost the brain. And we kind of, we kind of covered that. Um, really, really any exercise will help release those endorphins and make you feel better about yourself. So don't hesitate, you know, start walking today. If, if you haven't been working out and you've been neglecting your physical training, Get, get started today. Just start walking around and, and see what it does for you. You know, I, I read an a, a interesting study yesterday, just recently, from a guy named Dr. Charles Hillman from, I think, the University of Illinois. And he did a test on um, kids. I don't know what age. I think, like, from, like, 8 to 12 or something like that, where he had them take the same test. All the kids took the same test, but one group had to sit quietly for 20 minutes before they took the test and group B got to go walk around outside, I think, for 20 minutes before they took the test. And then he took scans of their brains while they were taking the test and uh, he released the images. It's, it's a whole study on it. I can't remember the name of the study, but the the differences in the brain images is fascinating. The The, the group of kids that had to sit quietly before they took the test while they were taking the test, their their brain was barely engaged. It was all all these cool spots, all these blue spots of of minimal um, activity, like neural activity. And then the kids that got to walk for twenty minutes before they took the test, it was all yellow, orange, and red, like real fired up, like their brain was working hard and and really engaged. And I thought that was really fascinating. Um, so yeah, just start walking. I mean that 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 study shows the benefits of just going for a 20 minute walk and what that can do for your brain. Um, So, yeah, I mean, the proof is in the pudding, right? The science shows and and says that um, these endorphins are released after you exercise and while you're exercising. And these endorphins can really boost your brain and boost your psychological health. It can really help you find your confidence. It can help you, find your happiness, really, and it's not, of course, it's not the cure for everything, you know, just working out isn't going to solve all your problems, but it is, it's like, um, 
it's just a, a amazing habit to have. It's it's a great habit, an extremely beneficial habit that can help you improve multiple multiple areas of your life. So it's a no brainer in my opinion. You know why not? Um, why not get in there, right? Why not take control? And just like eating food and brushing your teeth every day, you do it for your health. You're doing it for your benefit, you know, so you can improve your life and keep going. And, you know, it's the same thing. That's how I see it. You know, brushing my teeth every day, eating food every day, taking care of my physical health means working out in some capacity every day, even if it's just yoga. Because I know as long as I'm doing that, then I'm on the right track and I feel good about myself. I feel strong and none of that gets neglected so I can I can be ready and prepared for everything else. And that's how I look at it. So before we close this up, I just want to go through this little sports med study that um, somebody published about the science on endorphins and exercise. And I'll just read through the abstract. So the endogenous opioids seem like likely to be assigned a significant role in the integrated hormonal and metabolic response to exercise. This article reviews the present evidence on exercise and the endogenous opioids and examines their involvement in a number of widely disparate physiological processes. And considering the role of individual opioid peptides, it is important to remember that many of the tools and techniques now used are still relatively crude. Most studies have demonstrated that serum concentrations of endogenous opioids, in particular beta-endorphin and beta-lipotrophin, increase in response to both acute exercise and training programs. Elevated serum beta-endorphin concentrations induced by exercise have been linked to several psychological and physiological changes, including mood state changes and exercise-induced euphoria, altered pain perception, menstrual disturbances in female athletes, and the stress responses of numerous hormones, growth hormone, ACTH, prolactin, and cortisol. Many reports have described a role for the endorphin response as seen during exercise and have used the opioid receptor antagonist naloxone naloxone to investigate and verify the degree of involvement of the opioids however whether the observed increases of peripheral endorphin concentrations are sufficient to cause immediate mood changes, create menstrual cycle dysfunction, or alter pain perception is still not resolved. A relatively new implication for the endorphins and associated changes with exercise is in ventilatory Regulation. A number of studies have suggested that endogenous opioids depress ventilation and may therefore play a role in ventilatory regulation by carbon dioxide, hypoxia, and exercise. It may also be possible that during exercise, the perception of fatigue is modulated by an increase of endogenous opioids. So that's some of the science behind why they believe endorphins can help uh, mood state changes and this quote-unquote exercise-induced euphoria. And it'll be interesting to see more studies being done on this 
field of science um, and how how we can really utilize physical training to help our mental health. It's something that I'm really fascinated in. And I think I think it's the future. I think if when you look at the history of all the antidepressants and all these different pharmaceutical interventions that were designed to help our psychological functioning, you see that they have a wide range of adverse effects and long-term negative effects. We've covered some of this in past episodes, and I'm sure we'll cover it moving forward because it's a big part of my life being around uh, pharmaceutical drugs and um, diagnoses and stuff like that all my life between me and my siblings. Um, I really believe that exercise is a better option for helping improve your mental health. I truly believe that. So that's why I try to cover these topics because it's, you know, it's what I, it's what I'm reading. It's what I'm fascinated in. This is, I'm, I'm constantly looking for these types of articles and these types of studies. Um, so yeah, I, I truly believe, um, everybody should be working out every single day. And I've, it's like, I've always said, it doesn't mean that you're, you know, crushing the weights every single day. Working out is, could mean a million different things. Just moving your body and trying to stay strong in for whatever life situation you're in. You don't have to be a bodybuilder. You don't have to be a professional athlete, but you do have to move. We're humans, meaning we're animals, and we were designed to move. That's what we've been doing for the last hundred and what, hundred and hundred thousand nine hundred years or something like that because it's only the past hundred years that we've been becoming increasingly more sedentary so there it is what's up fit fam thank you for joining me for another episode of the avidity fitness podcast if you like what we're doing here if you dig the episode please share it share it to your facebook feed your instagram stories or send it directly to your friends, family, coworkers, anybody that you know that is trying to build better habits and take control of their health and fitness. Help us grow the FitFam. If you'd like to grab some merchandise and support the show and the brand, visit avidityfit.com shop. We got hoodies, crop top tees for the ladies, um, a new beanie design that says life is worth it. It's a great one. It's for my people out there that is struggling with their mental health and stuff. I want you to always remember that life is worth it. Sometimes it doesn't feel that way, but there's moments. It's always highs and lows, right? There's always going to be moments in your life that make everything feel worth it. So this beanie is a testament to that and a reminder that life is always worth it. You got to get through the lows so you can get to the highs. So go check that out. It's a pretty cool beanie. Um also, you could become a show supporter at anchor.fm slash avidityfitness slash support. You can become a supporter for as little as 99 cents per month. That's not much, right? It's just a little bit, but any little bit helps. That's what happens when you're an independent brand, independent company. Uh, it's rough out here, right? I've been looking for coffee sponsors for a while. 
nobody's been, you know, ringing on my door or, you know, knocking on my phone or anything like that. So it's like, all right, maybe I got to find a way to roast my own coffee and be my own coffee sponsor. You know, I mean, that's what it is. Also, with the personal training, just real quick before I let everybody go, if you're still listening, it's it's limited slots available. Okay, so once those slots are are filled, I won't be taking any more clients until I'm able to expand. So if you're thinking about joining the program and and getting some custom coaching, join right now. Don't wait because the slots could fill up. You know, I I have no idea when people are going to hit me up and 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 sign up and stuff like that. But in order to give each of my clients the attention that they deserve while I'm still growing, uh, I want to keep my clientele a little smaller. You know, I don't want to get to where uh, I'm spread too thin. I want to help everybody individually and really get them moving towards their goals. So there's limited slots for the online coaching. Get in there while you can. I love you, Fit Fam. I'll be back next week. Crush it. Stay positive. I know things get rough. Life gets overwhelming. But if you stick to the lifestyle support columns and you really look intrinsically and and hold the discipline that you know that you should be holding, you'll get to those better moments in life and everything will feel so much more better that you held the line and got to that point, right? The highs and the lows, that's what life is. Remember that that your lowest low is, 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 is always going to come to an end and you'll be in a, in a place soon enough where you're feeling more in control of things and happier with your surroundings.